Good morning. Certainly good to see you here today. I appreciate that so much and glad to see that we have a visitor with us and we appreciate you being here. I was thinking as Brother Ron stood up here today and somebody mentioned his beard, Patty likes beards and I think that she realized that sometimes when you want to go on a picnic, you have to wade through a lot of brush to get to the great picnic ground. So he's here. Bill, it's good to see you and Nola. Glad you're here. Are you Jonathan's sister? Well, bless your heart. You've got a lot to bear. So I was thrilled to watch the little children come out today. See them as they're all joyous and everything. Sherry and Terry, you're both doing a great job back there. And we appreciate that so much. I found out that my wife's hero was the Jolly Green Giant. (laughs) Does that draw a picture in your mind? Wolves in sheep's clothing. That they look just like the lambs. But there's something different about them. And so the reading in Matthew seven fifteen through 20, beware of false prophets. And I just want to say when he says beware, he means this is very, very dangerous. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. I want you to recognize that all over the world, and especially in the Church of Christ, just because you have the name Church of Christ out in front of the building, does not mean at all that you are a Church of Christ. It does not mean that you belong to the Church of Christ. That's a designation out there that should depict who who is inside that building. And that is God's people. We rely too much upon a sign instead of what's really on the inside. And as you look, preachers, teachers, elders are not always what they seem. I'm going to tell you, we've got some slick talking people. Do you realize that people are preaching all over and they preach for money? They preach for all kinds of things and make you think that they're something special. They talk good, they smile good, they look look good. Jesus is giving a warning. And that warning, he says, you better take it seriously because it will ruin a congregation. It will ruin a group of people that may be on the Lord's side when they start out. And when they finish up, they'll be just on the opposite side. And so he is giving a great warning and we need to pay heed to that warning. And people put emphasis on a lot of fear. We've got a lot of fear going on in the world today. We're afraid of the terrorists. 
We are scared to death that the terrorists are going to come into this country and they're going to do something that kills a lot of people. And so people live in fear. The nuclear war, we're at danger of nuclear war and we worry about these things and we should worry about them from the standpoint to be concerned and something needs to be done. We recognize that. And the earthquakes, oh, I tell you, if you've been through an earthquake, you know how scary it is. I, you know, I hadn't been in California very long coming from Georgia when we had a big earthquake. I don't remember what year that was, but we had a big earthquake. And I'll tell you, it scared me. And I thought the Lord was coming and I thought I was ready. And then I questioned whether I was really ready when we started shaking and rattling and rolling. And the hurricanes that are going on, the hurricanes we're afraid of. But there's something more serious than these things. And that is false teachers. Those false prophets that are out there spreading their lies. And there is something wrong with the very character of them. The most dangerous thing in the world is false doctrine. Now false doctrine, I'll tell you, is easy to slip in. And I want to say at the outset of this lesson, just because somebody teaches something that is not correct does not make them a false doctrine. They're just mistaken. A false teacher always has something wrong with his character. And that character is to either get people to follow him or to get their money or something like that. He can introduce something and sound so good and so convincing and present such good arguments that people follow him. But God sees beyond eternity and looks at this world and sees what's going on. And he can see something that can be very dangerous in our lives. And those dangers we look at usually are temporal in nature. They are not the inward things that we ought to be fearing. We I thought many times about what we eat and what we drink spiritually. And you know, when you go out to get some milk, you want it to say that it has been certified. And that's what we ought to expect from what we're going to take inside. We have a certified gospel. That certified gospel is to direct us in everything that we do. And the certified gospel means that it comes pure from the word of God and it is not taken in a way that God did not mean it. In other words, we preach the word of God because this is what he said to say. This is what he said to do. We've come into all of the social aspects in the church and all of these things that are fun and uh, barbecues and all of these things. Well, that's not a church project. The Bible says that the church is a spiritual group a spiritual people, and it has spiritual food. It has spiritual things that we're to deal with. I'm not here to sing happy birthday to you. I'm not here to go through all of these things. I'm here to teach the word of God. And that should be the motive of what you're here for is to hear the word of God. It's not because somebody has a beautiful hat or has a beautiful clothes We're here because we want to get deeper into the Word of God.
false doctrine can take our lives in an eternal sense. That is eternally. It's going to direct whether we're going to heaven or going to hell. There's only two ways. I realize that there are many people that teach there is no hell. Well, Jesus said there is. And we just have to believe what Jesus said instead of what men say. God sees into eternity, as I said. And in Matthew, the 10th chapter, he said, I'm going to tell you what you need to fear. And he says, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. When man gets to the judgment seat, when you're there, it's too late to decide to change your life. The life needs to be changed right here, right now. Individuals all the time say this is not very serious. God said it is very serious because when the judgment day comes, you are going to find out that the one that can destroy both soul and body in hell will do that. You say, how can a loving God do that? Well, a loving God didn't do that. You did it. You that are following false doctrine, you did it. Do you realize how many people that are on a fixed income that sends their money to television preachers? I mean, they send, send their savings to television people. Anybody that is asking for your money, I'll tell you what, if you want to fold their tent up, just quit giving the money. But as long as people give money, they're going to do that. It's easy to fool people because people want to be fooled. They like to live in a make-believe world and the danger is hell. When you think about that, when you read the Bible, when you study the Bible, there's one thing that stands out, whether it's eternity or what, Hell is there and it's real. We like to believe in a heaven and you know everybody that dies, we preach them into heaven. Why? Because they were a good person. They were a good. God says your goodness is not what's going to get you there. So when God is talking, I want us to get this. There is the danger of hell. You have the goodness of God and you've got the severity of God. He gave everything he could to redeem us. He gave his son Jesus to die upon the cross, to be beaten and and chastised by men. And yet we haphazardly go through life listening to anything. The most dangerous people in the world are those that teach false doctrine. I want you to get that. Our problem is, and so I'm just going to be very honest, our problem is, is we don't study the Bible deep enough to where we can recognize false doctrine when it's preached. You just take when what somebody is saying, here's what the Word of God says, and put over here, this is what it says, draw a line, and here's what it doesn't say. And most of the talk that goes on and preachers come out, I don't say most, but a lot, 
comes out that it's not really what the Word of God says. People come out, and I tested this one time, as I went to a meeting in Georgia, a fellow preached, and I'm telling you, he had such a powerful, dynamic voice, and it hit, I mean, it was like, it was like lightning coming into you. And afterwards, this person said to me, this fellow sitting there said, wasn't that a great sermon? And I said, what did he preach? The fellow said, you know, I don't know. But it was good. It was good. We didn't have scripture. We're not basing it on scripture. We just got these great words. And one of the things that you can watch out for when somebody says, if you send me $10, you'll get 100 back, tell them to send you the $100 and you'll send them the 10 When you think about what the motive is, this becomes really important. Remember Jesus said, beware. And he said, false prophets will arise. And their character is always flawed. I mean, there's something wrong. They are dressed one way, but they are inside. Something is wrong with them. They have a motive. They pretend to preach the truth. But purposely, they lead people astray. That's on purpose. Have you ever watched a preacher divide a congregation? I have. I've watched that. I've had to debate people that divided congregations over something silly. You know, Brother John and I disagree on whether or not you're going to go to heaven the minute you die. I believe that we're going to go to heaven the minute that we die. Our soul is. He doesn't. He believes it's over here stuck way down here somewhere. He's wrong, and I know he's wrong, but... (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. We both believe the Bible. We get our teaching from the Bible. You say, how can two people get their teach from the Bible and teach different things? Well, it's pretty easy. When you look, it takes a lot of study to have the truth. I've had to change my position too many times to recognize that I'm always right. But the one thing that I want to know is am I really preaching what I believe the Bible teaches? That's the very starting point. Am I teaching what I really believe the Bible teaches? Our definition, I'm going to give it to you from Scripture, of what I talk about a false teacher. In Deuteronomy 18.20, But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. That's the Old Testament teaching. I want you to think about that. Presumption is one of the greatest faults that people have. I presume that it's okay. Have you ever noticed that people, when they want to do something, they will come to the preacher, come to the elders or somebody, and say, is it all right? Is it really all right to dance? 
And whatever the preacher tells them, they would usually believe. I can remember my daughter wanting to go to a dance. And she came and she said, Dad, I want to go to this dance. I said, does God allow that? I said, go study it. She came back. She said, Dad, I I, want to go to the dance. She said, I think he said you can dance. Where did you get it? Well, I think it. That's not good enough. Anyway, after she didn't go to the dance, later on, she found out in the Bible that there was was dancing. (laughs) (laughs) We need to prove it by the Word of God. We need to prove it by the Word of God. Let me say that again. We need to prove it by the Word of God. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is true. In Jeremiah... 1414, and the Lord said to me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision of divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. How many people say, God talked to me? My friend, God does not talk to you unless it's scripture. That is God speaking to you. And you have to find out, is that to me or is that to the apostles or is that to somebody else? If he talks to Jeremiah, then he's not talking to you. Jeremiah's message may be to you, but we have to identify who is he talking to and what did he say and how does that apply to me? Everything in the Old Testament will apply to you in some way. And it's not usually the answer that we give. I think what we do sometimes in our classrooms is we teach all these stories back in the Old Testament and we do not make them relevant to our life today. And therefore they grow up and they think, boy, God was a mean God. God destroyed these people. God. We don't really get the message. You can't run a family on absolute fear. I knew a fellow one time that he, I tell, he'd tell the kids, you know, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going. You know what kids get to believing? They get to believing they're going to hell. How many of you ever made it a day that you thought you just really did good? I never have found that day yet. Now, I've made an attempt to do good. I've made an attempt to be perfect. I've made an attempt... But I failed every time that I tried it. Oh, my brethren. We think sometimes too highly of ourselves. And sometimes we think too lowly of ourselves. We are continually warned against false teachers. In Mark 13, 22 and 23, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But take heed, see, I have told you all things beforehand. I had a hero when I was a little boy. I don't know how old I was. From five to eight years old, I would imagine. 
And I'm going to tell you, a fella came into our house, and this fella was, I, he could just speak wonderfully. And I enjoyed him. And he could reach up to my ear and pull a quarter out. Wow. I wish I could do that. I'd have all the money in the world. This fellow must have all the money in the world. He can get a quarter anytime he wants to just by going and pulling on somebody's ear. Well, that's the way we are with preachers, teachers, elders, and so on. They do all these wonderful looking things and it's an illusion. We have to learn what is an illusion and what reality is. Reality is the truth of what something really is in every experience of life. And we need to learn the difference between that illusion and what the truth is on the subject. Do you remember the, pro- the elders, and God wanted elders in every church, if you have qualified men. We have taken, and I want you to notice out in the religious world, and we have made the preacher the pastor. In the Bible, pastor and elder and shepherd are all three the same job, just different functions of that job. And there must be a plurality of elders in the congregation. There cannot be just one. And these men are to guide and help the congregation in making decisions and to keep them on track with the word of God. But in the Ephesians congregation, the Apostle Paul is talking to the elders And he is seeing into the future about the leaders of the congregation. And in Acts 20, 28 through 31, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Paul's prediction came true, and if you'll notice the the result, the elders changed the government to where they were the head instead of Christ being the head. They were making the rules instead of Christ making the rules, and it resulted in a Roman church. That's how dangerous this is. That's how... The elders are to protect the flock from false teachers. They're not to become the false teachers. So I say that to the elders because they have this tremendous responsibility. Now when you look, God says to Timothy, 
in 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3. Now the Spirit uh, Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. A young lady asked me here one time, Brother French, why don't you preach on our diets? And I'm going to tell you a little secret. From the spiritual standpoint, God doesn't care whether you eat a hamburger or not. And we're not going to preach on hamburgers. We're not going to preach on physical diets. We're going to preach on spiritual diets. What you need to get inside. You know the Bible says bodily exercise profits little. But godliness profits in this life and the life to come. If I get the right thing in me spiritually... It doesn't really matter if I die because I ate a hamburger. Boy, I love hamburgers too, but I can't eat them. I can't eat them just because of health. I want you to notice something else there. How many people are forbidding people to get married that have no spouse? They have an idea that if they got a divorce, somebody did something terrible. And this fellow puts away a woman for fornication. They say, well, he's free, but she's not. Well, if he's free, he doesn't have a wife. That's why he can get married again. If he's free to get married again, why can't she? She doesn't have a husband. You can't have one bound and the other loose and so on. I'm just telling you, false doctrine can come in so very, very easy. In 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verse 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. People come to me at times and say, I don't like what you preach. I don't really care. They say, well, were you speaking to me? If you have that problem, I was. You see, people, when they have a guilty conscience, they always think the preacher's picking on them. Doesn't know that he's got there and is preaching to everybody. I don't think we ought to use the pulpit to beat upon people. Unless you beat on all of them. And I'm beating on all of you. (laughs) So, look at what God is trying to teach. People have these itching ears. Oh, speak to us smooth things. Speak to us good things. We want to hear the good thing. We want to hear positive sermons. We want to hear about heaven. We don't want to hear about hell. We want to hear about the good things that make you feel good. You know, I like good feel sermons too. And I don't like to preach 
bad feeling sermons. But you know, for every positive, there is a negative. And you have to realize that. Over in Second Timothy or Second Peter, two one and two, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, and that's opinions. Who will even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction, and many will follow the destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Don't you like to look at television and hear the preachers that give you that good positive thing? If you do this, you're going to drive a Mercedes. If you do this, you'll have a fine car. If you do this, you're going... I'll tell you what. If you just do this, have a positive thought, and you'll be raised up. And then the Apostle Paul, uh, John gives a strict warning. For many deceivers have gone out into the world and do not confess Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we work for, but what, that we may receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. So that's a big warning. My time is getting away, so I'll continue on. Do you get the idea that God says beware? Do you really get that? Be careful of these guys selling the books and doing all of this. What are they doing? The warning is about false teachers. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out in the world. So he says they are very dangerous. They look good, they sound good, and they look like the rest of the sheep, but they're not. They seem to know the better Bible better than most. Instead of trusting in Christ, we trust in them. And they usually have great personalities and appear to be very sincere and caring. You don't know how many people or how many churches that I have seen that they had a great preacher. And then when that preacher left, the whole thing folded up. Who were they following? And they fooled people because they have such a wide following. How do we know these wolves? Well, we know them by their fruits. And when we say that, we only have indicators. One of them is the words that they're speaking do not match the words of Christ. And number two, the results of their teaching. How does it result in the people that they're preaching to? And then, by the life that they lead. You know, if you don't, it's hard to live a crooked life and preach a straight gospel. 
So you have to look at their, and don't look so hard that they can't bobble because all of us bobble a little. Their teaching comes from their inner character. And he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. There's the criteria. Am I doing what God said to do? Now, all of us recognize we don't do it perfectly. Fruit is produced naturally and spontaneously because that's the nature of the tree. And if there's no such continuity, it's a sham spiritually. Zealous and hard rules does not meet the criterion of a good teacher. Not everyone who says will get there. I want to tell you something. Fruits are related to doing something. I am afraid so many times that what we have done is we say, I am a good Christian because I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't cuss, I don't chase women. I am a good Christian. Let me ask you something. What do you do? I know what you don't do, but what do you do? It's all revolves around there. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken to him a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and did it not, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Instead of just speaking, they need to be doing something. You remember, he said, whoever breaks one of these least commandments and teaches others. You know, one of the things when I break commandments, and I think all of us have, don't teach it to somebody else, correct it. Recognize you're wrong. That's a hard rule. Well, he talks about the good seed and those that hear the word of God. And then he talks in Matthew 25 and says, you know what? I was hungry and you fed me not. I was thirsty and you gave me not to drink. I was in prison and you did so on. He goes through these things. They said, when did we ever see you? He said, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of my disciples, you did it not to me. We can sit here and we can hate one another. And God says very simply, how in the world can you love God whom you haven't seen if you can't love your brother whom you have seen? But God, that's different. You don't know my wife. You don't know my boys. You don't know my grandson. You don't know my gra- great my grandchildren. And God says, I know. I know. 
True obedience comes from a changed heart. The true proper response response to Jesus' teaching is not amazement, but obedience. So, we end it this way. We are to test the spirits. And you can't test the spirit as far as picking it out and looking at it. You can only look at the teaching, the way that they live, and so on. Compare the teaching to Christ, and do they practice what is right? Now, notice that word practice. It doesn't mean you've done it perfectly. But it means that is their practice. That's a good doctor that really practices medicine. And that's a good disciple that practices righteousness. The lesson is yours. And if you're here and have never obeyed the gospel of Christ, do you realize that you can be saved right now? Do you believe with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God? Do you really believe that God loves you that much that he would give his only son to die upon the cross to go through the cruelty that he did because of you? And then are you willing to change your ways and let God take hold of the steering wheel and drive your life instead of you trying to guide it? And it's called repentance. And then confess before men the sweetest name that's ever been confessed that that is Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And then be baptized for the remission of sins as you enter into the death of Christ according to Romans 6. You put on Christ and you become a part of his death and his blood takes away your sins. Won't you come while together we stand and sing?